Hello, this is Opinions and Beer. I'm your host, Adam. Today's beer of the day is Rogue Brewing Company's Cold Brew IPA. It's an Indian Pale L brewed with coffee. Cold coffee. Cold brew coffee. Um, you know, you usually see coffee flavors in... Well, I've, seen, I've been seeing them get added in some blondes here and there, but you usually see coffee flavors in stouts and porters. Um, this beer right here is 7.5% alcohol by volume, has an IBU rating of 82. Now, the thing is with uh, Indian Pale Ales, they actually start losing their hoppiness after three months. And this, uh, I didn't, I didn't re- realize it at the time, but when I bought this beer, um, it's actually a, a uh, an older beer. It's been sitting on the shelf for uh, quite some time now, and I can only assume that the IBUs aren't as, you know, aren't as potent. So that 82 IBU isn't going to really show through, and because uh, after after so long, the IBUs, uh, the the bitterness and stuff, the hops start converting into uh, like a caramel uh, flavor or like more maltiness, and so um, and so I'm I'm eager to try it, but I know that it won't taste like it's supposed to be like it's ha- like how it was intended to taste and so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and try this beer and so yeah um, after that initial sip uh, yeah the 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 hops are not there at all I mean it is it does not taste like an 82 IBU beer and so uh, I can't even really get this a, a proper rating I feel like uh, some of the coffee notes are there but it just um, Due to the age of this beer, I feel like it would be. I feel like the beer would be really good uh, had I had had it more uh, fresh. But due to the age of it, I'm just gonna have to give this one a pass and and uh, hopefully just try it again in the future. But uh, as it stands, uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm not giving it a rating. But right now it's kind of it's really low. I'll tell you that it's kind of low because it just doesn't taste like it's uh like it's supposed to. But um. Anyways, I have today with me Ed Ray one four one six. What's going on? Nothing much, Ed Ray. Today we have a a fun little episode to get through. Um, we missed our Road to Potomania episode two, so we're gonna go. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. Do a little bit of um. Elimination Chamber talk, and uh, and just uh, talk about what you've been up to, Ed Ray. You haven't been on a few episodes, so go ahead and let us know. You know what's going on with uh, the Ed Ray report? Well, basically, I've been working on blogs and doing my usual YouTube videos. The problem has been for the past couple of days the issue of web hosting, and I've been trying to. Switch to another web host, that way I could get the site back up and running. It's just frustrating when one host who is offered to host my content for free constantly goes down either because of legal issues or weather issues, etc. And there was one time when the hosting site went down, and so my site went down because the hosting site decided to upgrade their servers without warning all their uh, warning their customers about it. So. That really irked me, and because of the whole uh, internet situation with the old host of mine, I decided to switch hosting. And this is not going to be the final time that I switch web hosting, but I hope to get the Edward report back up in time. How hard was it to switch hosts? 
Well, I had to switch name servers, and of course, uh, the host said that, uh, that they're going to get the site up and running within the next 24 hours, trying to get everything registered. Have you done any uh, videos recently? Yeah, I did. Episode 5 of the Ed Ray Report, in which I was talking about uh, how first-time families can save money getting stuff that is not necessarily brand new, but it's still very economical and very durable. Like how? Well, for example, if you wanted to go to a uh, department store like JCPenney or something and you wanted to buy a sheet of bed, uh, a set of bed sheets, it averages over $75 just to get a brand new set of bed sheets. If you were to go to Walmart, it would cost you about 10 to $15, which I think is still outrageous for a, a brand new set of sheets or something. And blankets, like getting a blanket at Walmart for 15 to $20 or getting a, a blanket at JCPenney or so for... 80 to 100 dollars i think that's ridiculous for both places to go to just to get brand new uh blankets right right um what kind of how how expensive how expensive are your blankets uh, i have not uh shopped for a blanket for a long time but the last time i remember i may have bought a blanket want to want to say 10 maybe 15 years ago for i want to say 8 to 10 dollars you cheap ass you're cheap. You need a $100 blanket for Suki, Suki smooth, smooth Skin. <laughs> I don't know how anybody could waste grocery money on a single blanket. It's called warmth. Caveman mind. Warmness. That's what wood is for. Uh, morning wood? <laughs> you ought to know that. <laughs> but, um... So anyways, uh... Elimination Chamber. Let's go ahead and do Road to Potomania Part 2 within this episode. Uh, what are your thoughts on Elimination Chamber? Have you been keeping up? The Elimination Chamber. I've been keeping up mainly with the women's Elimination Chamber match. What do you think about it? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Well, because of this whole uh, Boss and Huck connection thing going way out of whack for the past couple of weeks, I'm going to have to say Nia Jackson. Tamina Snooker because Nia Jax needs needs her heat. You think that uh, even though with all the backlash on, there's there's some there's some mild backlash. There's some media backlash on the the fact that they might do a intergender match in WWE, and people are and media outlets are mad at them. Well, you know, intergender matches have been part of professional wrestling for the past ninety years. I mean, it's normal for a man and a woman to fight, but WWE has been trying so hard. To uh, avoid having to do intergender wrestling matches, when I said it's been normal in independent wrestling uh, sh uh, shows for. But explain why you you, you know mm. what they're avoiding it because it's a, it's kind of it's it's become a, a nightmare for them a, a, a PR nightmare for them when they do intergender stuff. Well, let's take for example, uh, you had a, you had wrestling pioneers like Mildred Burke and Mae Young. Back in the 30s and 40s, wrestling men all the time, and they would always beat men in the matches. I mean, it's normal. It was normal for women to wrestle men and beat them because it would good publicity for the wrestling promotions. And even so, in the past couple of years in independent wrestling promotions, you've seen Ricochet put over female wrestlers. You've seen Chris Hero Look, put I'm over not, female wrestlers. I'm not debating that. I'm debating. I'm debating why are why are mainstream media and uh, and you know critics telling WWE not to do it and that it's wrong for them to do it? Because they're afraid that it's going to promote 
violence between man and a woman, which I think is a crock of crap, if you will, because that's that's part of wrestling, you know. That's part of any type of wrestling promotion. And for critics to bitch at WWE to tell them no to intergender wrestling when it happened in the Attitude Era. This happened in the Attitude Era that men and women were wrestling all the time. You take Jeff Jarrett versus China in a household match. Jeff Jarrett, even though he took $300,000 from Vince McMahon to do the job, he did the job to China before leaving the WWE. And that was one of the most talked about intergender wrestling matches. And the fact that these critics are citing that it promotes spousal abuse or whatever, I think it's just bogus. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of weird. No, why, why would they even promote, why would they say it promotes spousal abuse? Because they think that men hitting women in a wrestling match is considered oh, too it, it realistic. Would influence, it would influence a man to go hit his wife? Yeah, which I think is pretty stupid oh because, because we've seen, like I said, we've seen men and women wrestle in WWE during the Attitude Era, and of course it happens in independent wrestling all the time, and you don't hear reports about spousal abuse going up because of that. And even so, in the Attitude Era, we never heard any reports of spousal abuse rising. Yeah. You don't think they might give uh, the Riot Squad that push in the chamber? <sighs> and have uh, Nia Jax do an intergender match at uh, Mania? Against Dean Ambrose? Maybe. Dean Ambrose's last match? That would be a good last match for Dean Ambrose. I think that would be a good uh, direction. Mania match, have an intergender match. I mean, Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax. Yeah, what a way for Dean Ambrose to go out. Yeah, that'd be pretty nuts. You know, it'd be kind of his- historical, especially with the, with the main event, the closing match at Mania going to be the uh, triple threat for the women's title. Yeah, the triple threat that I predicted. I mean, they could always go back. Apparently, Vince McMahon was, you know, he's thinking about just making it um, the one-on-one against Becky Lynch and... And a uh, uh, UFC fighter, and um, so who knows? They they could they could always change it. But you think you think it would be better one on one, or do they need to make this a triple threat? I would say it would be better one on one with the stipulation of having a cage match or something to increase the level of violence in the match. Oh, okay, that would be nuts. Yeah, because I don't want to have a boring, traditional, one-on-one main event with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. I want something brutal. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. I feel you. That. Well, you know, a triple threat means uh, no DQ, so you could have all kinds of crazy stuff now. Well, that would be good, you know, but do we really need Charlotte? She's the female Roman Reigns. Um, I guess we don't need Charlotte, but I guess they just want her in there because, you know, the original, the original plan... Was for it to be Charlotte versus Ronda, but then Becky got injured, and Charlotte had to take her place at that. Uh, what match was that? Where was that at? Survivor Series. Survivor Series. She took her place in Survivor Series, and so it's kind of like you know they switched roles. So it's kind of like Becky Lynch wasn't supposed to be in the main event with Ronda. It was supposed to be Charlotte, and Becky was supposed to already have had her one-on-one at Survivor Series. So they're trying to. I guess it's just like a, it's a weird situation because they didn't know how to handle they didn't because they still wanted Charlotte in the main event, but it's like she already lost. Now, speaking of Ronda Rousey, do you think her match with Ruby Riot is going to be any good or is it going to be a bore fest? It should be good. Ruby, Ruby's uh, can be entertaining. You don't think? 
Well, I don't know how long the match is going to go on. I don't know if Ruby could make Ronda look good in the match, but we'll find out. What if they do something weird and make it, um... What if they do something weird and make it Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Riot versus Charlotte, and then they for the women's title, and then they still close the show with a non-title match, it being Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. That would effectively kill Becky Lynch's push because a lot of people want her to be Raw Women's Champion because it would help boost the ratings on Raw. You think? That's what a lot of people are wanting. <laughs> and um, I mean, yeah, I mean that's a good, good analysis from you, Ed Ray. Um, also, we got that you you think the Miz and Shane McMahon, you think the heel turn is going to happen there? Shane McMahon's heel turn. Well, I'm hoping it's actually Miz turning heel because Miz is a good heel. He's a terrible babyface. <laughs> so, or do you think they're going to try to push him? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what their angle is with this. You know, everyone's assuming it's going to be Miz versus Shane at Mania, but they might. They might try to actually push them as a tag team. Well, I think that'd be stupid because that tag team is no, going nowhere. They're they're champions right now. Well, they're champions right now, but are they really bringing in the crowds like the Bar did? I don't know. They, do they have they the just st- one? Do they have the star power that the New Day has? Uh, I don't know. The Miz is pretty popular. You don't think? He's a popular heel, but a terrible babyface. It's good to have heel champions. Yes, there is. That's why Miz needs to turn heel. Okay, okay. I see, I see. Um, we got... Uh, yeah, we already talked about Ronda versus uh, Ruby. Okay, how about um, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor? Uh, that's going to be a bore fest because Bobby Lashley can never make a good match. But I'm go- What? Yeah, Bobby He's Lashley... He's made good matches before. Back in his youth, yeah, but he's getting old now. He he made good matches in fucking in WWE ECW days. He was like he was like the guy that everyone loved. Yeah, at the behest of uh, Vince McMahon, of however, because back in Elimination Chamber 2006, it was supposed to be CM Punk to win the title, but of course Vince McMahon overruled Paul Heyman's authority on ECW. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, just Bobby Lashley's a cool guy. It sucks that um, su- it sucks that they kind of gave him the IC title. I guess it's good to start him somewhere, but I really wanted that Lashley versus Lesnar match. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Brock Lesnar will sign a new contract with WWE, hold the title, and then have him face Lashley at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. But uh, you think Finn? So you think Lashley wins, or Finn Balor? They push him. They're probably going to bury Finn Balor, so I hate to say this, but Lashley's going to win. Well, um, I don't know. They may, they showed that Finn Balor could beat the big guy, so they might. I think Finn Balor may win just so they can have the rematch at uh, Mania. Wait a minute. I thought it was supposed to be Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at Mania. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying Balor versus Lashley uh, rematch. Oh, okay. No, no, no. There's actually one more. There's one more pay-per-view in between. There's Fastlane. I forgot. Isn't there fast lane in between? I think it's in March. Oh, so we actually have one whole other pay per view. That's not. That kind of. That's kind of weird. Because usually there's just like one pay per view in between. In between uh, the Royal Rumble and um, WrestleMania, they usually had that one whole month where there was like no pay per views. 
I remember a time when there were two pay-per-views in October that was bragging rights and hell in a cell. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying that um, it's just kind of weird to have two, I don't know, it's just kind of like, what do you do? You know, there's like so, there's only so much, what's, what, what's the match is going to be at Fastlane? Is it going to be just a bunch of Elimination Chamber rematches, but regular matches? Or is it going to be a lot of WrestleMania, you know, pre-matches, you know? There could be a lot of WrestleMania pre-matches and, of course, the Elimination Chamber matches. And then you got uh, you got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, which sucks because it's like, why are you even... Braun Strowman should be doing something bigger. They're burying Braun at this point. Braun should at least get a fucking... He should become tag team champions with uh, Kurt Angle. I don't think it's ever going to happen. You don't think that could work? No, nah, because how, how are you going to get Kurt Angle to carry a match... When Braun Strowman don't know how to carry a match. What are you talking about? Braun Strowman can't wrestle and Kurt Angle is past his prime. Why would you say Braun Strowman can't wrestle? Because he couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. Oh my god. You're ridiculous. You're the most ridiculous person I've ever seen. So ridiculous. Well, anyways, that's our, uh, that's our Road to Potomania Part 2. Talking about Elimination Chamber, we're going to go ahead and move on to Commercial Reacts. Now, speaking of wrestling, I wanted to keep this wrestling themed. Elimination Chamber around the corner, we got some commercials featuring wrestlers. And we're going to talk about these commercials. We're going to watch them, talk about them, and see what happens. You ready, Head Ray? Let's do this. Okay. Come on, you guys. It's only a little. A hungry giant. Hungry for a big honey taste. Big taste, honeycomb, big taste. Honeycomb taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. Honeycomb's got a big honey taste. Big, big crust for a big, big bite. Honeycomb cereal. Part of this big, complete breakfast. What do you think about that commercial? It's, uh... Pretty cringy to see Andre in his condition do a commercial like that. Look how huge he's as big as the tree. Yeah, but it's just cringy because if Andre was in his prime, then that commercial would have been a hell of a lot more entertaining. <laughs> he was he was cool though. I mean, he's honeycomb commercial with Andre. He's scaring little kids and eating their honeycomb. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good marketing tactic, but I don't find it entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe is it is it's just funny the thing that Andre was doing commercials and movies. Well he had to because his wrestling career was winding down and he had to make money other ways. I see, I see what you're saying. Next up. Hang on, how to remind your parents that now Tuesday is Kids Night at Pizza Hut. Try serenade. Tuesday night! Kids night. Tuesday night! Try the old codfish trick. professional help. Tuesday night! Kids night! Take them! You can't miss Kids Night at Pizza Hut. You get free Nickelodeon magazines and free personal... So who was that? That was Demolition, the rip-offs of the Road Warriors. The rip-offs? What are they doing in a Pizza Hut commercial? Well, obviously they needed the money because they weren't getting paid in WWE. <laughs> what's what's some good uh, demolition uh, facts you can give us? Well, for one, they had a different finisher. They had a backbreaking elbow combination rather than the Doomsday Device. That's one. The other is that they had a tremendous feud with Andre the Giant and Haku during WrestleMania Six, which 
would ultimately see a change in uh, the scene with Andre the Giant, but they were good tag team champions. They were originally the longest tag team champions up until the New Day broke the record. Oh, Demolition was? Yeah, they had the tag team championships for about 400 days or so. Oh, wow. Were they like, was that just on accident? Like they, they just forgot about the tag team titles or is it? <laughs> or... Well, they were booked because they were hugely over as a tag team, and then when the Brainbusters came in, that was it. Okay, so they were just like a bit. They were just over. Yeah, they were over were they, as were Road like, Warrior ripoffs. <laughs> Road Warrior ripoff. Did they ever face the Road Warriors? Yes, they did, and they got squashed for it. <laughs> Where was this? Was this in WWE? I think this was in 1990, maybe 91. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I I, I want to see that match. Uh, Moving on. Now, this one's probably the most famous wrestling commercial. Boring. Well, so how many high school boys does it take to change a light bulb? Holy shit, he just murdered that guy. He's getting electrocuted. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you think about slap the slap into the the slap into the Slim Jim commercial campaign? Snap into a Slim Jim? Yeah, that was the best because I made Macho Man more money in those commercials than his entire forty years in the wrestling business. Did it really? I mean, it's 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 iconic to fucking Slim Jim. Yeah, and that was the reason why Macho Man got blacklisted from the WWE because he took the Slim Jim deal from the WWE. He took the Slim Jim deal with him to WCW, and the rest was history. Slap to a Slim Jim. He just he busts through the the sky the sky roof and electrocutes an old man, and he's like, "Yeah, eat a Slim Jim for the kids." <laughs> is that uh? Is there a Slim Jim commercial that you remember more than that one? Beef spice. Beef, spice, snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> this was back when Macho Man was in a straitjacket thinking about Slim Jim. Oh, really? <laughs> Macho Man was, he was great, man. It's, 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 man, it's so sad to think that he's gone. And um, Yeah, I blame Hogan for it. What? Jesus, you can't just drop uh, controversial shit like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you blame Hogan? Why do you blame Hogan? Because Hogan stressed out the Macho Man to the point where he had a heart attack. Oh, okay. I'll believe you for this one time. This one time I'll listen to you and believe you. And, um... But yeah, Slim Jim, that's like... It's just so iconic and it's just great. Uh, next up... Stone Cold Steve Austin for one 800 collect. I'm not talking to you. What did I do? You're so insensitive. You're so insensitive. Zero when you called me last night. Shoot out 1 800 Collect. Would have saved me a bundle. How do you think it makes me feel? Next time I, I use 1 800 Collect, I didn't mean to hurt you. Me neither. 1 800 Collect or else. That puts uh, Cesaro to shame. That, that, that move puts Cesaro to shame. He did the ultimate. <laughs> Think about the AT&T. So that was an AT&T commercial featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin versus D'Lo Brown. 
Was that is that Stone Cold? Or is that is ours, or is that Stunning Steve at the time? Because he seemed to be very. Uh, you missed my call last night. Oh, it hurt my feelings. It kind of sounded like uh, Stunning Steve more than Stone Cold Steve Austin was. <laughs> but that giant swing, I mean. <laughs> Stone Cold was so strong back then, he could have giant swinged the big show back in 99. Whatever, shut up. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I've yet to see Cesaro giant swing the big show. Oh, okay. He, didn't he giant swing uh, Great Collie, though? He also giant swinged Brodus Clay, but I've never seen him giant swing Mark Henry nor the big show. Mm, okay. What do you think about this uh, D'Lo Brown Stone Cold commercial? I think the acting could have been a whole lot better than that. He's like, you didn't call, when you called me last night, you didn't call Zero. Stone Cold. Oh, man. I wonder if he would have never done a commercial like this during his, um, during his, uh, a badass, you know, uh, uh, Rattlesnake era. So you know this isn't Rattlesnake. Which I think made the commercial a little bit of a bore, except for the end. You didn't call me last night. AT&T. That shit's funny. That shit's funny. So we got one more here. Uh, one more here. Let's turn the turn the volume up. Shit. I'm being chased by bees. Or something. Walk. Oh! You want to play the game? You gotta feel the sting. For an extreme boost of energy and three great flavors, you gotta feel the sting. So that's for uh, that's for a Stinger, I guess, energy drink. Uh, that featured Triple H. Uh, I guess uh, he. Uh, some uh, some kid, some teenager, talk was talking garbage, spat at the TV, and then a swarm of wasps came out of the spit <laughs> and started chasing them. And then uh, uh, somehow uh, Triple H uh, has a uh, portal that he has a, he has he can portal in front of people, and he portaled in front of a skate the skateboarding kid and uh, clotheslined him off the skateboard and and then. Uh, you want to play the game? You gotta uh, take the sting or some shit. What do you think about that? I, I have even have you even seen that uh, energy drink? Probably not. What is that kind of silly? Would have been better if they used scorpions number one, and then number two had sting in the commercial saying "feel the sting." That, that would make more sense. Yeah, that was a wasted opportunity by Stecker too to use Triple H instead of Sting. Wait, who? Stecker. Who's that? I think that's a company that made the Stinger drink. Do you know anything about it? Well, Stecker, too, used to start off as a pill industry where you took the pill and lost some weight. Oh, really? That's interesting. So it was basically some like, it was like a weight loss uh, thing and they had made an energy drink? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen this at all. I, I was trying to Google and search for it, and I think they might sell it at some uh, pharmacy still in, like, little tiny bottles, like that you would get the five-hour energy shots or something. But yeah, that's the that's the name of the game for them. What what, what do you think about, like, do, when you see wrestlers in commercials, do you uh, ever feel like you need to buy this stuff? No. What? 
You didn't see that and want to buy some Stinger? Why would I want to buy something that would drive me nuts? Because a Triple H told you to. I wouldn't do it if Sting told me to. What? Ed Ray. That? That's just your opinion. And that's fine. Because this is opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Can't go wrong with opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Because all we got here are opinions. Ah! And beer.